and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about being present in your relationship. Hey friends, what's up? How are we doing today? I'm going to be honest with y'all, I am so exhausted. <laughs> the lack of sleep for me and a mom, I'm feeling it today. Um... I actually did a post on Instagram the other day just talking about how much I love being a mom and how much joy it's brought me. Even though I really anticipated like a lot growing up, I was very scared of being a mom because of all the emotions and thoughts that I just was afraid would happen, just dealing with the negativity, the sleep deprivation, all the things that you hear people say that are hard about being a parent. And I was really afraid of that. And I just talked about how, um, you know, motherhood has been so much fun for me because of all the work I've done on relationship anxiety. And it was actually really interesting seeing how many people really resonated with having very similar thoughts. Um, people dealing with ROCD and relationship anxiety who also have had similar fears with becoming a parent. Um, anyways, if you're interested in seeing it, you can check it out on Instagram at Mikhail Kristen. But I bring all this up just to say, as much as I love motherhood and I love my baby, I also am so tired today. And there definitely are hard days. I just think it's so important for us to remember that when we see things on social media and people sharing their joy is also keeping in mind that there is that hard half of it too that we're not always seeing. So... Today, I want to talk with you guys about something that's been on my mind a ton. (laughs) Always how it goes, right? The thing that I've been thinking about this week um, is being present in your relationship. This is one of the top things that people come to me with um, that they want to work on and they want to improve is they want to be more present. And we hear people saying this all the time about how we need to be present in our life. And um, I just want to talk about why that is so important. Um, And if you are like me in the past, I used to be very resistant to hearing people say that because the idea of trying to be present just like stressed me out so much. Um, So if that's you, tune in, be open to this because I think this might be helpful for you. So I believe the number one reason we experience relationship anxiety is because of a lack of capacity to be present. And this isn't just relationship anxiety. This is humans in general. We really have a hard time with being present. Our brains really want to focus on the past and they really want to focus on the future. Our brains have a very hard time actually sitting with the moment that we are in. And the reason this creates relationship anxiety is in one of two ways. When we're very focused on the past or the future. So when we are focused on the past, we are constantly replaying how things started in the beginning. Did, you know, do we fall in love the right way? Um, was our first date magical enough um, comparing to exes um, that we dated in the past and comparing 
maybe our partner's past exes to us. So we might start really thinking about and focusing on the past of our relationship, um, which can often create anxiety. Or we might be constantly reliving those good moments, thinking through all those moments in the past of our relationship that were so good and we felt so in love and trying to use that to validate our relationship right now. Or we might be really caught up and how we used to feel so anxious. I see this a lot, especially as people start recovering from relationship anxiety, is we start really thinking about how bad it used to be and and really ruminating on that and all the old pain that we had. So when we are very fixed on past moments of pain or pleasure in the past, that actually can really create our relationship anxiety for us right now. We're missing what's happening right now in the relationship by being very focused on these past moments of our relationship and really making sure they were right. Or we might be anticipating the future. We might be imagining this fantasy version of what our life would be like married to our partner. And we might be feeling really excited about that. Um, But then also on the flip side, we might have this fantasy of how we might actually be really anxious getting married to our partner and how it could be awful. So our brain starts creating these stories about the future and we start being anxious about our relationship. Our brain might create this whole story about what it might be like if, what if we got divorced and how horrible and hard that would be. Um, Or just imagining this future where we feel constantly anxious. Or our brain might be picturing again this amazing moment of getting engaged. But either way, our brain is creating this anticipation of this imagined pleasure or pain in the future which then creates anxiety for us in this moment. Now, I know you might be listening to this and thinking, but this really is stuff that's happening right now. Like, my partner really does do this thing that annoys me, so my brain isn't just making up this future of feeling annoyed with him forever. Like, this is happening. (laughs) Here's the thing. Dealing with annoyance in this moment is something you are capable of handling. It's really not that big of a deal. When it becomes a big deal, when it becomes a major problem, is when your brain creates this whole story about it. When your brain says, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel annoyed forever and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and I can't handle it. That, when we create that imagination, that future of what it <laughs> when we create that imagined story in our brain of this overwhelming irritation, the agitation in this moment becomes bigger and bigger, and we become anxious on top of the irritation. I'll actually share a story with you guys real quick. So this week, my baby has actually been sick, and I decided I was going to take the baby to the doctor. And I had told my husband, I said, yeah, don't worry about it. Stay home. Get this stuff done that you need to be getting done. I'll just go by myself and take her. Um, Which, you know, he was willing to go, but was grateful and was like, okay, I'm just going to stay home and focus on these other things. 
So anyways, we go to the doctor and sure enough, as happens at the doctor, um, <laughs> my baby was screaming, screaming, screaming. She like, they did a little test on her to make sure she didn't have COVID or the flu. And she was just so angry and so mad. And I was trying to console her. And then I also in this moment started having like a lot of stomach pain. So I'm stuck here in the doctor's office by myself with a screaming baby and stomach pain. And this I totally signed up for. I decided to go. Well, I didn't voluntarily. I wasn't hoping for stomach pain or the screaming baby, but I decided to go to the doctor. I decided to go by myself. But I noticed my brain really wanted to keep blaming Dallin. That my brain wanted to blame him. That it was his fault somehow. And that I was going to have to go to these doctor's appointments all by myself forever. And deal with a screaming baby forever. And this stomach pain was never going to go away. I noticed my brain wanting to do this. And of course picturing this like very dramatic future um and of course somehow this is all Dallin's fault that I'm feeling this way right because my brain is I'm in pain and my brain's looking for someone to blame that's when the situation becomes unmanageable that's when it becomes really hard to cope with the pain in the present moment and so what I really practiced was just dealing with what was right in front of me not what was gonna happen but just being there with my screaming child and my hurting stomach and letting myself just experience that. And sure enough, the moment passed and I was feeling better. Baby started feeling better and we were okay. I was able to deal with that moment. What I couldn't deal with was the whole hypothetical scenario my brain wanted to create about how horrible and hard the future was going to be. And so this is why being present is so essential in a relationship because we cannot solve problems that don't exist. Our brain really wants to. It wants to like avoid the problem in the moment and really focus on future ones that might happen, which is not very productive because we're just ignoring what we actually need to do and focusing on what doesn't exist yet. It's very much like trying to solve a puzzle with missing pieces. It doesn't work. Our brains created this whole scenario, this future fear, and then it's like, okay, well, let's fix it. Let's make sure this doesn't happen. But yet we're using something intangible. It's something that's made up. And even if we think we found a solution for it, our brain will just create another problem in the future. We can't actually solve for it. Think of it almost like you've been given this algebra equation. You're supposed to figure out what X is, but yet you've been given no other variables. That's kind of what your brain's doing. It's like, uh-oh, here's this thing that could happen, and we have no variables, but yet our brain's trying to solve for it. So that is why being present, it's very powerful. Now, a lot of times I think the idea of being present, and when I say presence, what I mean is really genuinely experiencing the moment you're in. Not focusing on the past, 
not worrying about the future, but really being right here, right now. Experiencing the room you're in, experiencing what your body feels like, genuinely noticing what's around you. And that is when I think we can create so much joy in our relationship. Now, a lot of times I think we have resistance to this because we are, one, I think there can be some guilt. I know for me, I definitely have heard people say you should be present. And so I'm like, okay, I want to be present. And then I notice how much I'm not being present and I start feeling bad for it. And I guilt myself of, oh, I should be present more. And again, our brain's natural state is it wants to be thinking about the future and the past. Our brain wants to go, go, go. And I think our brain needs that time to kind of relax, to be able to just kind of run on default and think. Um, and so it's, a, it's too much pressure to expect ourselves to be present 100% of the time. But I think what's so important is to one, just let yourself start noticing it. Notice all the times that your brain starts to wander. All the moments that your brain is wandering to the future or wandering to the past. Just take that in and notice all the times that that is happening. Because when you do that, that is a little tiny baby step towards being more present. Because it's just kind of catching like, oh look, there's my brain going again. Oh, I see it happening again. Noticing that brings you back to this moment. And second is to make sure you're being kind and compassionate with yourself, not beating yourself up for not being present all the time because again, you're human. It's not going to happen. So allow your brain, like of course it's going to wander. And so when you notice it is don't beat yourself up for going to the future or the past. Like you're allowed to have space to do that. But then the third thing is can you create little tiny baby moments of it. Again, not expecting yourself to be present all day, but little moments of it. Can you be um, a little bit more present when you wake up in the morning and like just enjoy being in the shower when you are getting ready for the day or really taking in your surroundings as you're walking home from work or noticing what it feels like to have the sun on your skin. Just practicing in tiny moments being present throughout your day. So as you do this, what it creates room for is two things. One is as you build that skill, your brain will be less inclined to just automatically anticipate and worry about all the things that could go wrong in your relationship in the future or just ruminate about all the things in the past. It will be more focused on what's happening right now. And here's why that's so cool. One thing we worry about a lot of times is, okay, if I don't worry about the future, if I don't anticipate it, then I'm going to miss something. Then something's going to go wrong in my relationship and everything's going to fall apart. But really, the opposite is true. If we are present in our relationship, what we're able to create is... One, more awareness on the actual problems to solve. Not these hypothetical ones that our brain's making up, but actually becoming clear on things in your relationship to work on. Sometimes that's something that's very hard for people is like, okay, what's real problem versus what's anxiety is when you're spending all your time spinning out in your head, it's really pretty much impossible to know that. 
Versus when you're present, you will be able to very clearly know, here's something in this moment I need to respond to. And no, that doesn't mean you need to hurry and break up with your partner if you're present. What that means is now you have the data to do something about it. Now you have data to make improvements and tweaks to your relationship in a way that you couldn't if your brain was just so focused on these hypothetical problems in the future. And the other thing that's amazing about it is you create room for that joy and magic that you've been craving in your relationship. Yeah, being present in your relationship creates room for that magic that you've been wanting. And no, this doesn't happen immediately because I think a lot of times we might try it and get frustrated and our brain's going to automatically start worrying about the future again. But if you think about those few moments where everything in your relationship seems so good and you just are there and you're enjoying and you're not worrying about could go go wrong, that is a tiny taste of it. That is a tiny taste of being present is when you are there and you are just like soaking in being with your partner and feeling safe and not worrying about what could go wrong. So as you build this skill, you're going to be clear on what problems you need to respond to as well as really creating room for experiencing joy right now. But really focus on just noticing. When am I not being present? Just catching that and again, being compassionate with yourself. This is what our brains do. Can you create little baby moments throughout your day of being more present? And just notice what happens. And of course, as always, if you need help with this, if you feel overwhelmed by it, if you want more guidance, don't be afraid to reach out to me. This is like exactly what I really work with my clients on and one of the skills I really help them build is the capacity to be present in their relationship. So if that's something you feel inclined to do, you feel interested in, go to mikhailkristen.com. You can apply to work with me there. And um, let me know how this goes. I'd love to hear how your experiment with being a little more present is. And... As always, have a beautiful weekend and we'll talk next week. Bye.